The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Live here from the Low T Center studio. Hope you are having a wonderful Wednesday. It's already January the 26th. Four minutes past the top of the hour. Another day. Another opportunity to bring you the Swain event. A couple ways, a couple of different ways we do that. SwainEvent.com or download the free Swain event app. Free for Android Apple devices text during the show you can call straight in from the app you can always send an email a lot of things you can do on the app all the podcasts are posted daily right there on the swain event app you can view the show on twitch twitter youtube and facebook live the great ben mckee good morning good morning how are you i'm good man Tennessee, Florida. Let's go. I remember um, CJ Watson with the elbow to Joe Kim Noah. Think about Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Gator chomping down there in Gainesville. It's been some, some good ones between Tennessee and Florida. I was thinking about... Uh, Quez Glover, as I was cooking breakfast for the kids this morning. Knoxville native, goes down to Florida. Just, man, was really, really pressing and uh, just never can get a win against against Tennessee right here uh, in Knoxville. Now he's doing big things at Samford in uh, Birmingham. So I was thinking about him because he did go down down to Florida for a little bit. But, man, um, nice opportunity for Tennessee. Florida's coming off a... um, they are coming off an L, and um, they had to make up a game for COVID on Monday against Ole Miss. We'll have to travel back to Gainesville, and then now back to Knoxville, or to Knoxville, take on Tennessee, where Tennessee has been pretty successful at home against Gators, though, Ben. I bet they came straight to Knoxville. I was thinking about that, too. I, If I were in charge of Florida basketball, that's what I would do. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really see the point of flying – back to Gainesville on Monday night and, and getting back at two, three, four in the morning, whatever time, and and trying to practice that day. Yep. And, and then you travel before the game anyways. So you, you would, if they had gone back to Gainesville, which I don't know what they did, but if, if they did decide to go back to Gainesville after the Ole Miss game on Monday night, then they would literally turn around that afternoon and travel to Knoxville on, on Tuesday. So I, I bet you they came straight to Knoxville. LSU uh, had to come straight to Knoxville after it played in Tuscaloosa last, was that Wednesday night? Was the Alabama LSU game last week on Wednesday night? I think it was because I was able to watch it. And since uh, he played on Tuesday, but uh, they had flight issues getting out of 
Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, wherever they flew out of. Don't, Surprise. Don't, don't know what happened that, that caused the issues, but they were having issues getting out of Alabama and just decided to come on over to Knoxville and pretty much spent the week in Knoxville. I believe they practiced over at Hardin Valley. So I thought that was interesting. But if I if I was in charge of Florida basketball, I just would have come straight to Knoxville. And I, I bet you they did. You think they went to Dollywood? Uh, probably. They live in Florida, so they they live in they live in Gainesville. And it's the armpit of Gainesville is the armpit of Florida. Yes, yes. Kind of North Florida, and in the middle of it, like. When when you're not even on the beach, it's just <laughs> it's just disgusting. I mean, I've been to Gainesville twice, and I have not been impressed either time. Either time, I have not been impressed. You drove through it twice. <sighs> First time, I didn't even know I drove through it. Yeah, it's kind of just. I was like, wait, that that was Gainesville, right? Second time, I was more prepared. Second time, I had to hold my breath. <laughs> that was to be the second time driving through Gainesville. So if I lived in Gainesville, then I w- I would definitely go to Dollywood or or Gatlinburg, Sevierville. Hopefully they went to uh, Pigeon Forge and spent all their money on go karts and fun stuff. Maybe they went to the Nike outlet so they can get some real Jumpman apparel. <laughs> they, <laughs> they went to the Clarence store. Exactly. 865-200-5503. Ooh. Tom Hart, Jimmy Dykes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Tennessee 13-5. and five, Florida 12-6. and six. And last night's SEC games were... Um, it was a whoop. good night of SEC basketball. It was much better than, than I anticipated. Yeah. I... I did not see close basketball games coming. I, I did not see Alabama Georgia being close. I did not see Auburn Missouri being close. Kentucky Mississippi State. I thought it would be more entertaining than the other two, but Mississippi State is a little banged up right now. I know Kentucky is too, so so that contributed to going to overtime. But uh, I, I mean, I thought Kentucky would win by seven, ten points or or so. And and that one went down to the wire, went to overtime, and then Kellen Brady hit some big time threes in overtime to to pull away for Kentucky. It, it was a good night of SEC basketball. Three games, three good games. If if you if you put some money down last night, you did not win any money. I didn't put any money down. Yeah, I, you probably forgot, and I'm glad you forgot. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was I was cooking dinner, and I, we 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 put some work in at the in the gym. Uh, after school, and then went, came home, prepared dinner. By the time I had you know, dinner and make sure the girls took a bath and make sure they was in the bed, all that good stuff, it was too late to really sit down and, like, pick the games. I did think about rolling with the um, UCLA-Arizona game, but UCLA. Who won? I don't know, man. I went to bed. Yeah, I didn't. I went. I, <laughs> I went to bed. No, I went to bed too. So I don't know. That was a top ten, top ten matchup. Mm-hmm. UCLA. Hopefully Arizona won. Keep that. Uh, oh, I know. Only loss to Tennessee. Let's see. Oh, well, Arizona beat uh, one seed. UCLA beat them by sixteen. Ooh, 
75 to 59. Now people will be saying that Arizona's pretender. They're not ready. Yeah. We, we, need, we need Arizona to keep winning. Yeah, I mean, they only lost two games. They'll still be number one seed. Yeah, Pac-12 stinks, though. Yeah, they'll still be number one seed. You think? I mean, I think Arizona should be successful against everyone else. I mean, two losses? I've seen number one seeds with five losses. Oh, I know, but I like I'm not expecting them to finish with two losses. I mean, there's another. Well, you got three more. Month and a month and a half to go. You got you got, you got three more losses. Yeah, maybe so. Now, yeah. USC we'll is see. good. Um, so the, I mean, those would be the teams that would trip Arizona up. There was a postponement. Um, first time that Arizona and USC is supposed to play, I think, because you know their COVID rules are a little bit different out there on the West Coast, and so. A lot of those games have to be made up, and uh, we'll see if Arizona is able to come out on top. Hopefully, they they do, because that looks better for Tennessee, like you just mentioned. Yes, it it looks better for Tennessee. Tennessee should have a pretty not easy night, but uh, Tennessee should be able to take care of business um, this week tonight against uh, Florida. It's always weird, man. Florida game is weird. Tennessee got punked in in Gainesville mm. last year. Mm. That, they played after out. that though, and then uh, got some payback, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was a blowout there, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, sir. that was embarrassing. That that was that was embarrassing. That that was aside from the Oregon State loss in the tournament, the the worst loss of the season. Mm-hmm. Last night it was. Or last season? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I know you didn't put any money down last night, but you can put some, some good money down today. Oh, I'm rolling today, man. With, with Action 247 because your Tennessee Vols hit the hardwood tonight against the Florida Gators. Yuck. And we've got college basketball all day long. You can build yourself a nice little $25 parlay, Swain, with odds 200 or greater. And uh, they'll give you a $10 free bet. Just because they're nice like that. So, you bet on the balls with Action 247 tonight and make you some nice money. I plan on it. See, I'm 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 going to put some money on Tennessee, but it makes me nervous because every, every time I put money on Tennessee, it doesn't seem to go my way. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the spread on Tennessee today? I have to check that out and see. You're not supposed to mess with your team, though, man. You're not supposed to bet with your team. But every time I bet against them, they win. So, maybe I... I need to put money on Florida. I don't think that's good either, man. Florida, Florida's losing their best. Tennessee, 10-point favorites. Oh, man. 10-point favorites. I don't, about, I don't know if I want to mess with that one. Uh, I know. I don't. Florida has looked bad lately, but I don't know. Tennessee's just a hard team to get a gauge on. You, you just don't know what Tennessee team is going to show up. The reason why this game is weird is, is, is I like talking – I like talking trash about everything Florida. But, like, we're a big family first type of show, right? We mm-hmm. believe in the power of family. Damn, Mike White being a coach in Florida and RAD is his brother. Ugh. It makes it weird. It makes it weird, man. Because you're not supposed to like the opposing coach. You're supposed to hate on the opposing coach. 
That's his brother. He know he loves his brother. I mean, I'm just saying, if Rick Barnes ever step down, I, 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 I don't want Mike White on the list. Just saying, that's not the style of basketball I, I want to be played here in Knoxville. It's always weird. Like it's, it's weird because, like, they ain't they not terrible, but he ain't Billy Donovan. And like we, we've had success against him. He's more than capable of beating us. He has, but like. Not, he's not a Will Wade or a Bruce Pearl or Coach Cal where you're like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to beat Mike White. I can't believe you mentioned Will Wade first. I'm just speaking the truth, man. I'm speaking the truth. Old Bruce got it squeaked out on a Tuesday after being ranked number one. How come you couldn't have done that while you were in Knoxville? Hmm? Huh? Oh, man. It got close, man. Got close, but and then I don't know what Missouri was doing at the end of that basketball game. Uh, watching Johnson make plays. Well, I'm talking about game. on the final possession, a four second difference on the shot clock, one point game, and you, you're you're not fouling. I, I I didn't like that at all. I mean, four seconds is. Theoretically, enough, enough time to grab the offensive rebound and and get it up the floor and and get a shot. I don't know how good of a shot, but you can get a shot off. I just I, I don't understand not fouling there. I I think you're putting it too much at risk when you don't foul. There's only a four second difference in the shot clock, and you allowed Auburn to dribble out thirty seconds. <laughs> So, I don't know. You sound great, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Turn on the app. You sound great. Because the app is awesome. Everybody should download the free Swain Event app. You sound great, man. We'll take our first break of the day. Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here, and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP as there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters and you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. If you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three, Irish Networks Hotline. Ninety days, no payment for business internet. You can always use the text box on the Free Swain Event app. You can use the chat box here on on YouTube if you're watching watching there. If you have any questions or comments, you can throw any shade towards Ballstorm. Andy Mizuno Golfer says Penny is going going to be likely available soon. I'll pass. Yeah, I, I'm good. For many reasons. Yeah. LC Vaughn says, no, nah, man, blank Mike White. His player about killed Folky last year. 
It wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't do it. Omar Payne threw out another elbow recently, too. Illinois? Mm-hmm. Illinois played, uh, what, Michigan State? Beat them by a point. Ooh, I'm so glad I didn't, I didn't touch that one. I sure thought about it. But I don't, I don't think Mike White ordered Payne to attack Volky. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. I would have liked to see a public discipline, uh, like a public um, punishment. I thought the SEC not stand up and um, punish him like they would do anybody else. They just kind of did it secretly. When and does the SEC ever do anything it is supposed to or should do? Hey, when when the football season was in danger, the SEC stood up and saved a whole lot of people, a whole lot of money, Ben. But I'm, <laughs> yes, they did. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more talking about, like, incidents that pop up during games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If it's not one thing, it's another. And, and. I really do like Greg Sankey. I, I think he is terrific. But there, there's there's some things that pop up within games that I just I do not understand how the SEC allows it to continue to happen or doesn't step in and, and do something or what have you. It's annoying. Real D from the 423 says, can you go ahead and cover the roster, situ- the roster spot situation? For Willard, LOL. I'm going to go home and go home if that's the case. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't even have to talk. We, have, we shouldn't have to talk in sign language for Willard to understand the roster situation at this point. I mean, it's Wednesday. We spent three shows on it. So, uh, Austin came in yesterday and uh, spoke a little bit about it when we asked him the question. So, if you don't understand it now, then you're just not going to understand it. It's just too bad. This This <laughs> is what I would say. Hour one of Friday's podcast. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on Apple. You can go back and watch the video on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook. There's many of ways to go back and listen to the show on Friday. That does explain it for anybody out there who still does not understand it. It's real easy. Or you can go listen to Austin's interview yesterday like you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, Austin's. Basically said the same thing that I've been saying, but sometimes you need to hear from a different voice. Um, sometimes you know, that's that's more beneficial. It's all good. All good. As long as people just, just understand the, the truth and not listen to folks that don't know what they're talking about, but have the loudest voices. That's 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 the purpose. Vol Grizz Cub says, um, Pearl to Louisville. I'm Bruce Pearl. Why would Bruce, why, why would Bruce go to Louisville? Places like Tennessee, Auburn, LSU. It's a gold mine. Texas A&M. It's a gold mine for basketball coaches. It don't have to be UCLA. It doesn't have to be Kentucky. It doesn't have to be Duke. It doesn't have to be, you know, Michigan State, the, the Blue Bloods. You get a Texas A&M. You get a Tennessee. You get an Auburn. You get a uh, LSU, you get an Alabama, you know that fan base is rabbit for football. Why? Because at some point during their lives, there was some big time winning, and that sucked them in. All you got to do is win. The fan base is there. The support is there. The resources is there. You win, you're going to get 10% of that. 
ten percent of that is a full arena every night. Yep, and Louisville has a lot of dysfunction right now. About to have a new athletic director, football coach Scott Satterfield has been dealing with a with a ton of drama. Obviously, there's been a lot of drama with Chris Mack as well. Uh, there, like there's Chris been Mack. issues at the, the university level. Your biggest rival is 45 minutes east of you and better than you every single year. I mean, more people care about Kentucky than than Louisville. And Bruce can overcome that in basketball at Auburn, but he can't overcome that in basketball at Louisville. And the, the SEC has been, in terms of basketball, has been a sleeping giant for for so many years. And and over the last couple of years, it's started to wake up. And it's it's the same reason that I've always preached about why Tennessee can invest into the baseball program. Oh, here you go. At a place like Tennessee, <laughs> you have resources. You have enough resources to where you can invest in every single program on campus. Every single one. You can make sure football is squared away. You can make sure men and women's men and women's basketball is squared away. You can make sure baseball is squared away. You can make sure softball is taken care of, soccer, track and field, volleyball. Every sport on campus at a place like Tennessee can be taken care of properly, if, if not more so than a lot of programs and individual teams around the country. And, and that's the situation at nearly every single SEC school, Auburn, Alabama, they, they haven't been that great at basketball uh, hi, historically. Definitely kind of pre-Nate Oates and, and pre-Bruce Pearl. But they have the resources to, to win national championships because they're in the SEC. In the SEC, you can win national championships in every single sport if you put your mind to it. You can. You have the resources and the tools, the recruiting base, the money to go out and do it. And, and so why, why would you leave? the SEC, when SEC basketball, the stock in SEC basketball has never been higher. And, and, it, and it's only going to continue to grow. My, I, I truly believe that 10, 15, 20 years from now, I, I don't really know when, but at some point, the SEC is, is going to be just as tough in basketball as it is in baseball and football and softball. And, and really, these other sports in the SEC have kind of surpassed Football, uh, at least of late, uh, football has been very top-heavy, uh, but the, the passion and the resources are, are still there. But like SEC basketball is going to be just as tough as SEC baseball and women's basketball and and softball and, and football. This if, year, if not more so. This year, the only sport I think is tougher is baseball. Yeah, like, probably baseball and softball. Yeah, They're this, pretty equal. Yeah, this year, I mean. I mean, you have a Auburn at the top of the class. Kentucky is is right there. Then you have like a hodgepodge in the middle. But you can mess around and get your butt beat by Vanderbilt. You can mess around and get your butt beat by by, by Mizzou, Georgia. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Georgia. Shout out to Alabama. Tom Crean. Okay, I see you. But, but I I like my, my main point. Like I know Louisville 
historically has been better than Auburn basketball. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. But long term, I would rather have stock in Auburn than than Louisville. Yeah, man. Louisville, Louisville, just so much, so much history. Denny Crum and uh, you know winning a championship and uh, Rick Pitino winning a championship. There's a lot of great players that came from Louisville. Uh, they take pride. They take pride in basketball. First, um, they've been successful under Petrino and Charlie Strong in football, but you know, Louisville, Louisville moved Chris Mack. I remember when Tennessee was looking for a coach, and they reached out to Chris, Chris Mack when he was at Xavier, and uh, he's like, nah. But Louisville was able to move him. Why? Because maybe that prestige. But it looks like he is going to be on his way out. He has coached his last game, um, according to reports at ESPN, and um, – See who we'll see who takes that job. We'll see who takes it. It's a it's a big one to be open. That is there's dysfunction though. For sure. There there's a lot of dysfunction. I I just again I, I think that there's more stock in SEC basketball moving forward than a Louisville. The the Dukes and, and North Carolinas, like they are the tier one blue bloods, and Louisville's probably in that tier two of blue bloods, and, and those tier ones will always pull coaches away. But, I mean, I think you can reasonably stay at Auburn over choosing the Louisville job, even if there wasn't dysfunction. I truly believe that. Just because of how – just there's, there's so many resources in the SEC and so much money, and the fan support is just second to none. I mean, every, everybody nationally and those who don't understand the SEC has spent the last couple of days – mocking Joe Burrow for saying that he's not really afraid or worried about the crowd at Arrowhead this weekend. Who, who, because who, who's he mocking Joe? Everybody who is not familiar with the SEC. Man. Not I, from the SEC, not been to a game in the SEC. Lawrence Tynes. Yes. Man, well, he's man. not the only one. That, if you don't, if you don't sit down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence, you can sit down. First off, your name is Lawrence. Sit, sit down and shut up. You went to – it was Detroit. No offense to Troy, because, hey, man, my high school teammate is now the head coach. So, I, I'm a Troy fan now, but. You're a Trojan fan? Trojan fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, you, you play at Troy. You never experienced the SEC. And when you did experience the SEC, it was a noon game. <laughs> like, like, you probably went to. Auburn, Troy played Auburn or something. Alabama, it was a payoff game, and the game was at noon. Probably got beat, you know, 43-7. to seven. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. Everyone was asleep. It was a Jefferson Pilot game. So you never really experienced SEC because you went to Troy. But it's not even close. No. No. <laughs> it's like there's not one NFL game, stadium, that comes close to consistently being as loud as as an SEC stadium on a Saturday, Saturday night. The top teams in the league. This is not even close. Historical. It's not even close. Top teams. Shout out to Cole Cuban for pointing out that uh, Neyland Stadium is one of the best, if man. not the best. Yeah, Cole, my man, man. You know, every time he, he sends out a tweet about Tennessee, he uh, sends it to you to share. He DMs me and sends me that same tweet. Because, like, <laughs> look, I don't. Look, I say good things. Look. Like, I don't be, you know, I don't be on Twitter. Like like I used to be, 
um, I have I have my own kids telling me I tweet too much. <laughs> my own kids tell you that. that that means you don't know how, too much. How how would uh they know? Hey man, learn behavior because they mama used to say it. Uh. You don't tweet too much. You don't tweet too much. <laughs> you tweet too much. <laughs> Which is like my wife tells me the same thing. But I don't feel like she has a leg to stand on, quite frankly. You know why? Because she spends more time watching those stupid TikTok videos than I do spending scrolling Twitter. So don't come at me with, you're on Twitter too much, when all you do is watch TikTok videos all day long. Hey, man. Or on Instagram watching. Like, like, like the great Antonio Brown likes to say, business is booming. So <laughs> once you know, business improved, it only took 11 years, uh, but once business improved here with the show, um, you know, it's funny. I haven't got, I haven't gotten any of those daddy tweet too much things because it was happy during Christmas. <laughs> so it's all good. But anyways, man, um, let me get to this text box. Camden, Tennessee boss says, I am willing to wait and support. I like to see Full go this um, upcoming recruiting class. Red flag to me. Hey, is it coming back? Not saying it's black and white, but because of injuries. But we need linemen. Seems like an easy time to throw out extra money. Um, Cade wanted third round money towards NIL. Y'all know how much third round money is? Not cheap. Like Cade wanted. A half million dollars to play this season. He said it's he said as such on Tennessee Prime. I was not prepared for that answer. I had to check my reaction. I want to be like, huh? But I'm never gonna get mad at a player for shooting a shot. Shoot that shot, Kate. But I'm sure there were some offers. He decided to go to the NFL. I don't know. That shouldn't be a red flag. That's a young man that wants to go pursue his dreams. It was a lifelong dream of his of playing in, in, playing in the NFL. And for Kate, if you come back and you have a, another injury that's even more serious, you can hurt your chances. And it's, it's, it's more than half a mil. Last year's third-round picks – the, the first round or the first pick of the third round got $899,000. And the last pick of the third round got $818,000. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, it, if you're going you to you look at something being a red flag, I understand, but that's not it. Yeah, that's not I it. wouldn't look at K. Lee being a red flag. K. wanted to go to the NFL. <laughs> you want to go be a professional football player and be a billionaire. That's that's better than the NIL deal. I'm sorry. That's better than the NIL deal. You want to go be a professional and not deal with class and go play in the NFL? It's not a red flag, Kevin. Yeah, you. I'm with the real D from the 423, though. Like, all this money you've been bragging about making off these parlays, why, why don't you just round it all up and pay Cade to come back? Oh, I ain't got anywhere close to what he was asking for. I got a little bit just to be able to play a KB bill. Is Cade going to be a third round pick? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's going to be like fourth or fifth. 
I, I don't know either. That would be my guess. I hope he is, but I think the injuries this year um, and the like – he, he wasn't bad at tackle, but, like, decay dominate one position. I don't know. Well, I don't even think he's going to play tackle at the next level. No, I know that. He played tackle because we needed him mm-hmm. to do that, and it showed some versatility, but – did K dominate one position? When was the last time that K dominated one position? High and school? he's going to have to answer answer those questions. And it's not like he's not a really good player. It's just that he is competing against other players that play his position all over the country. And he's competing with guys at other positions because teams draft off need. So, yeah, you can be one of the top – players at your position, but if that position is not going off the board, then where you're drafted will be lower. So it's a lot of factors that that kind of factor into what K is going to go, but he's going to be okay. Yeah, and the whole playing tackle when he probably should have been playing on the interior, it it's kind of weird because like in in one aspect it hurt him. Because he's he's a better interior offensive lineman than than a tackle, and would have been good for him had he, he been playing guard. But on the flip side, like that versatility will also help him. Yeah, and especially in in the NFL where on a Sunday they only carry fifty three, seven, eight offensive linemen. Yeah. And I last when I was sick two weeks ago, I watched the the Colts on Hard Knocks, the in-season one. Mm-hmm. And when the Colts played in Arizona, their second-to-last game of the season, they had, they had a real bad COVID outbreak in the offensive line room. And Ooh. they they went into the game with, like, a bunch of backups and were really shorthanded. They had, like, three starters out. And then in the game, they had, like, two offensive linemen leave due to injury. So, <laughs> like, midway through – the, the Colts game against Cardinals, they were down like five offensive linemen, and they had to bring guys who have never played off the bench and put them in positions that they have never played. And and the, the COVID as, aspect is out of the ordinary. But in terms of having to, to really shuffle things around, teams have to do that all the time in the NFL because they don't have 10, 15 offensive linemen standing on the sideline. So that, that can be a real benefit to K, that versatility of, of – coaches being able to slide him in practically wherever i mean could i believe he played everywhere in college except for center like took snaps in a game at every single position except center and he might have taken snaps at center at georgia i can't remember i know he took both tackle spots and and both guard spots but and even came in as a jumbo tight end so it's it's kind of weird because on one hand probably should have been playing guard and in a way that somewhat hurts him but on the other hand, I, I, the versatility may outweigh the negative impact of having should have played guard. You know what's going to help K though? Playing in Senior Bowl. Yes, that is going to help K because he's going to be able to show dudes in real time, show GM, show scouting directors in real time while they have pads on that he can play multiple positions. He's going to be able to do that. And just like Alvin Kamara was drafted in the third round because a coach laid eyeballs on him and fell in love, 
it only takes one coach or one GM to do the same thing with Cade when they see him play at the Senior Bowl. It only takes one team. So Cade's going to be okay. But as far as draft position, I think he's going to be more four or five. But he's going to be a guy that's going to play a long time as long as they stay healthy because Cade is really, really smart. And who cares where you get drafted? I, I know there's a big difference in money and in, in between a second and third round pick and a fifth, sixth, seventh pick. I, I do recognize that and – that that is, you know, the the primary concern. But Trey Smith was a sixth round pick, and he's on the all rookie team. And when his rookie contract is up, he is going to get paid. Oh, uh, major. Trace Trey Smith is going to get paid, and, and I mean he he should be what Ramon Foster was in Pittsburgh. I mean, he, Trey Smith should be in Kansas City for ten, twelve, fifteen years, however long he wants to, to play football, and sure. and. and he will make a Pro Bowl at at one point. He may even make an All Pro team, and I mean that that is some some good money right there for an offensive lineman if you make those teams. And who cares if you're Cade Mays and and you go in the fifth round and maybe you should have gone in the second or third round because if you go out and, and ball out like Trey did this year, everything else will take care of itself and and you'll you'll make up that money on the back end. Yep. Uh, Cameron says he get it with K. I want. I just want to see us recruit at an elite level again. I want to see us overpay. Easy to say since it ain't my money, but still tired of being a punchline. We, we're a punchline because of on field stuff. And I think I think Cameron Tennessee is um, bringing up some legitimate concerns and bringing up a really good point. And he is sharing. With us, I think what everybody wants to do, and that's recruit at a high level. But but how do you how do you do that? From where Tennessee was last year to where we want to be recruiting. How like how do you do that? What are some realistic expectations? What's a realistic game plan? I was thinking about this yesterday. I really was. So I'm glad you brought this up. Camden, Tennessee ball. Because let's touch on that when we come back. We got Attaboy. We got touchdown turnover. Hour two is around the corner. Thanks for making this winning event part of your morning. We'll be right back. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. 
Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Vince.com, Fuel by Daddy and Barbecues. Time for Attaboy, where we highlight positivity. And Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks USA.com. That's their website. 90 days, no payment for business internet. Iris Networks. Ben. Swain. Where you going? Back to Trey Smith. Mentioned it before the break, but needs to be mentioned again. And he gets today's Attaboy. And that is because he was named to the Pro Football Writers All-Rookie Team. All-2021 Rookie Team as a as a guard. He and Elijah Vera Tucker were the two guards along the offensive line. Uh, the other notable names on the All-Rookie Team. Uh, quarterback was Mac Jones. Running back was... Najee Harris from the great Pittsburgh Steelers, along with Javante Williams from the Broncos. The receivers were Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Kyle Pitts was the tight end. Creed Humphrey, who also plays for the Chiefs, was the center. Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell were the tackles. On defense, it was Christian Barmore from the Patriots. Odafe Owa with the Ravens. Quiddy Pay with the Colts, Jalen Phillips with the Dolphins. At linebacker, it was Nick Bolton for the Chiefs. Baller. Jeremiah Owusa Koromoa for the Browns. Michael Parsons from the Cowboys. At corner, Greg Newsom and Patrick Sertan. The second. Uh, and then at safety, it was Javon Holland from Miami and Trayvon Morig from the Raiders. Do you want to know who uh, the kicker was on the all-rookie team? 
I'm sure some Auburn and Florida players. Florida, Evan McPherson from the Bengals. You want to know who the punter was? Pilardi. Nope. He's not a rookie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Who was it? A brother. Um, a man from the um, Chargers? Huh. From the Steelers, baby. Presley Harvin the third. It's not anything to brag about, baby. It is something to brag about. Put it on for the culture. Just like I, I brag about white receivers, Cooper Cup, you know, helping us out this past weekend. We appreciate that. Cole Beasley doing his thing against the Chiefs. We, we appreciate you putting on for the culture. Presley Harvin putting on for uh, the African-American kickers and punters out there. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I, I, do, I, do, I do get a kick out of uh, my black hockey players. <laughs> That's why you love PK. Subban, let's go, let's go, let's go. What team you play for? The Devils. Oh, no. The I can't, I can't, re- I can't root for PK no more. <laughs> you can change teams, PK. Then I'll cheer for you. I ain't root for no devils now. All right, Herm Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Herm Edwards. Oh, you ain't going to be having me talking about some gold devils. Go. Mm-mm. Yes, but uh, Trey Mm-mm. Smith, name to the Pro Football Writers of America. They're all rookie team. This uh, release by the Kansas City Chiefs says Humphrey and Smith, referring to Creed Humphrey, the center. Humphrey and Smith, meanwhile, were two of the best interior offensive linemen in the league this season, regardless of rookie status. In fact, according to the metrics compiled by Pro Football Focus, Humphrey was the top center in the NFL this year and the fifth best offensive lineman overall. Pro Football Focus was impressed with Smith as well, grading him as the number 11 overall guard in the NFL and the top rookie among players with at least 1,000 snaps. To make matters even more remarkable, Kansas City acquired Smith with the number 226 overall pick of the draft. So, very, very happy for Trey Smith. Um, I don't really have anything against the Chiefs. I'm just kind of tired of the Chiefs. I definitely want them to win this weekend. I don't want to see the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. That so would not weird. be ideal for me. You're so weird, Ben. For someone, for 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 someone who loves winners in our culture, we love winners, right? We put statues up of people. We idolize, you know, winners. We give them you know, streets, name streets after them. We name our kids after winners. Like, as as much as this society loves winners, we sure get tired of them quick, don't we? I'm not really. I I like the Chiefs. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But it, like, if I'm sorry, Trey. But if y'all play the 49ers, I hope Jawan gets the ring and you don't. Sorry. I hope Jawan and E Man get it. Why? Was one more of a VFL than the other? Yes. Uh, Trey Smith didn't pop off at the mouth against Vanderbilt like Jawan did. I mean, Trey, Trey just um, Trey. I'll be happy with either winning it. I just what if that were to be the matchup? You just you tired of the Chiefs? I no, 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 no. It's that more the underdog story with the 49ers. Uh, I've really become a big fan of Debo Samuel. Love I, Debo. I've started to. I mean, he has an awesome personality. I Love saw Debo. yesterday on Instagram, SportsCenter posted a little TikTok that a Debo Samuel fan posted and. Debo 
and this fan became friends on 2K. They started playing video games online together on 2K and became friends. And Debo flew him out to the Titans game, actually, in Nashville and, like, paid for his hotel and his flight and paid for everything for him to come out and, and watch him play and uh, got him an on-field pass and whatnot. So Debo just seems like an awesome person. To, like, I, I, I've been a Debo fan ever since he was in South Carolina. Yeah. Like, even when he was in South Carolina, I was a Debo fan. It doesn't bother me to, like, say I'm a Debo Samuel fan. It, it's, it's very different than the other universities he could have gone to. Like, if Juwan Jennings played at Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, or LSU, I would like Juwan Jennings because of how he plays. Like, I, I like Jalen Waddle. I, I like George Pickens. I love Debo Samuels, Debo Samuels at, uh, at at South Carolina. Um, kind of fun watching Waddell Robinson this past year. But Debo is one of those guys that we played against that was that was great. And it's easy. He's easy to root for now in the league too. I'm with you on Jalen Waddle. I'm I'm not with you on uh, this other one you mentioned. Waddell Robinson? No, not Wandell. The other one you mentioned. Ugh. I mentioned George Pickens. George Pickens. I like the way he plays. I In mean, between the lines, I, I can't talk about squirting water. At, you know. Tennessee players, I mean, like, or putting hands on uh, Georgia Tech DBs. I mean, I, I actually like that, but like, like how he plays. I think Jay Wade feels about that. I don't care how Jay Wade feels about that. I don't like <laughs> DBs, but I like the way George Pickens. It won't bother play. me if the Chiefs win. I, I'll be happy because it means Trey Smith got a ring. But um, I would have liked to see the Bills win it over the Chiefs. Ain't no BFLs on the Bills, Ben. Peerless Price is a BFL deal for life. That's true. That is true. You don't claim Atlanta. Uh, Speaking of uh, NFL teams, your NFL team looks like it's about to have a new head football coach. Hopefully soon, man. We got a GM. I like the GM move. Looks like uh, Jim Caldwell might be the guy. We'll see. Oh, you... You love talking about Jim Caldwell when uh, he might have been in the mix with, with Tennessee a couple years ago. Now, now you're not as hot on Jim Caldwell anymore, huh? Now that, now that it's your Bears? All right, man. He is Peyton approved. Jim Caldwell is that a good there, bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> Adam Gase was also Peyton approved. Adam Gase ruined Peyton Manning. Adam Gase is the worst thing to ever happen to Peyton because now everybody references that Peyton stamped Adam Gase. Peyton also stamped Shiano. But that's not the point. Jim Caldwell actually won with Indy. And he's been the best coach the Lions has had Lions, uh, has had in the last 10 tries. Ever. Probably ever. You're right. Look, look at you talking yourself into it. Second he's ago, a good coach. He's a, a good coach. A second ago, you're like, man. I mean, I'm, I'm mad, but he's a good now coach. Like, Jim Caldwell's a great coach. He's, I think he, it would be. I he's think a would, good coach. Like yes. No, I think it would be a, a legitimately good hire for the Bears. It's not a sexy hire, but if if he gets that job, I think it's a a good hire, and then b if he can go out and, and get a really good offense coordinator, That's what's it about. becomes an even better hire. I I think Jim Caldwell would would do really great things for the Bears, and it would be nice for you, like the cherry on top. Stick it to Lions fans because they fired him before they should have. I don't want to stick it to Lions fans. Yes, I, you do. I prefer to stick it to Packers fans because they actually matter. The Lions are irrelevant. Irrelevant. 
and seems like y'all got a nice little GM too. That's 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 what I'm excited about. The Chiefs have been good for a long time now. I'd I'd like anybody involved with that. And he he signed with the Bears as a free agent in 2008. Now he's the general manager of the Bears in 2022. Um, 36 wow. years old, young, and um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Better than what it was before, and he's gonna have to work some magic because we don't have a first round pick. And you Good need luck. to boost up that offensive line and uh, surround Justin Fields with more playmakers. I so, tell you what, I'll, I'll trade you my first round pick for Justin Fields. Nah. My next two first round picks. Deal. Bet. You can take it. We'll go get, we'll go get Russell Wilson. And let's hear her do her thing in Chicago. Washed up Russell Wilson? Nah, he ain't washed. He got he got more more ball in him. But let's see here. Get to Chicago. Drop some more hits. R- Russell hasn't been the same since the uh, he and Sierra really That's became official. That's not true. Sierra ruined him. That's not true. He was an MVP candidate just a couple years ago. Just a couple years ago. Sierra's the best thing that ever happened to Russell Wilson. <laughs> yes. Be right yes. back. 